0: And this is where understanding what makes up our financial figures, what makes up our revenue, what makes up our customers, what's included in a sale, helps us determine the strategy for growing our revenue. Welcome to the business behind your business, conversations to help your business grow and thrive. Hi, I'm Paul Sweeney, founder of Premium Solutions, chartered accountants and certified business advisors hosting the business behind your business. Hello, and welcome back to The Business Behind Your Business. I'm Paul Sweeney, uh, your host. And look, we are going to be talking about this whole idea of how you increase your profit by concentrating on revenue, but we want to look at the four key drivers of revenue. Now, before we go into that, I do have to make an apology. The technical gremlins have caught up with us, and this episode is later hitting the airwaves than we intended, unfortunately. Like a lot of other podcasts, we have experienced some technical difficulties, which have just delayed things, but we thought it important to keep getting this message out. A bit delayed, but hopefully you will get some value out of this. So it is an exciting time at the moment, uh, particularly here in in New South Wales, in Sydney, Australia. Lockdown ended, uh, a lot of restrictions ended, and people are getting back. To, to business, though at this moment, we've, we do have the next wave of, of trouble in terms of floods and uh, the impact that that's having. So if, if you're listening, please stay safe and put your hand up for help if you need it. Yeah, our, our prayers are with you that uh, you will be able to get through this situation and come out on the other side stronger. So, yes. We've been back to business, back back face to face, and look, we had the opportunity to present at a live business conference recently, and it was quite exciting because we had a lot of business owners present who were really engaged, but also really keen to know how they can take their business to the next level, how they can grow their business profitably, how they can grow so we were looking at this whole idea uh, of you know how your financial information can help you grow and understanding what that means, what your financial figures represent, how that can actually help you design a strategy to move forward to move your business forward. what are the key things you need to th- focus on? So you know there are five key areas that I was looking at in terms of profit revenue cash flow debtors, and inventory, but I just want to focus on here uh, just talking about profit, but more particularly talking about revenue. So when we talk about profit, it we're only talking about what's left over from your revenue after you've deducted your expenses, and that's a very simple way of explaining it. Now, profit is different to cash flow. Okay, profit and cash will differ because you might make a sale but not collect the cash, so you have made profit on the transaction but you haven't got the cash coming in. You may have paid for inventory. You may have physically paid for inventory, uh, a cash outflow, but you haven't incurred the expense because it's an asset. It's not an expense until you actually sell it. So profit and cash are not the same. So we need to be very clear on that because a lot of times I get asked as an accountant, how can I have a profit when I've got no money in the bank? And generally that's because uh, the business owner has been drawing money from the business bank account as their payment or to pay for personal expenses. So we'll go into that another story, another podcast. We might discuss that in a bit more detail, but we want to focus today on profit and revenue. So profit Again, what's made up after you deduct your expenses from revenue? And what is revenue? Well, revenue is, in a lot of cases, uh, your sales income, your fee for services provided, your professional income. Uh, it might be commissions, but what is your revenue? Your revenue is income coming in, uh, a reward for the service or product that you are providing to your customers. Now, revenue is made up of three Components. Three components here. So we're talking about the number of customers, the number of times they buy from you each year, and the average value of each sale. So if we multiply those three things, let's say we've got a hundred customers, ten sales per year to each customer at a hundred dollars, we have a hundred thousand dollars of revenue, hundred thousand dollars of sales income. So if we can increase our number of customers or the number of sales transactions or the value of each sale, we are going to increase our revenue. So we have strategies that are really around increasing those three components. Those three, what we call drivers of revenue. Those things that are gonna create more revenue. They are lead indicators that we focus on to grow your business, to grow your revenue. Okay, And that is going to grow your profit. Because if our expenses, our fixed expenses, our overheads, like our rent, our, our subscriptions, our wages are constant, then by increasing revenue, we're going to increase our profit. So we can't just look at profit and say, I want to increase profit, because that profit is an outcome. We can look at revenue and say, we want to increase revenue, but how are we going to do that? We need to drill down into the components of revenue. So we need to look at how can we increase our customers? How can we increase the frequency they transact with us? How can we increase the value of each sale? And there are strategies for different ways of increasing each of those drivers. So number of customers Well, obviously marketing, sales strategy. They are key to increasing our customers. Referrals from existing customers. What are we doing to increase the number of customers? So we can run a marketing strategy to grow the number of customers, to reach out to new customers that we haven't already been exposed to, bring new business, new customers into our shop, new customers into our business. We can design a strategy. So we need to develop an idea of who we want to be our customer and how we're going to contact them. And that's where our marketing advisors will come in, our strategy What marketing strategy do we need to adopt to to attract more of the right kind of customers for our business? Okay, so we're looking at the number of customers and we can look at the number of times people transact with us. How many times a year do they buy from us? How do we get people to come back to us? Now, if you've bought anything online and you've put in your email address, it is a very high probability that you've received follow-up emails telling you about sales or new products or giving you an opportunity or asking you to come back to their their web store and buy from them again. Because they don't want you to be a a once-a-year customer. They want you to buy from them twice a year. So if we increase the number of times a customer buys from us, let's say in our example um, we have a thousand customers buying from us once a year at a hundred dollars each. that's a hundred thousand dollars of revenue. But if we increase that number of sales transactions to twice per year, even if we kept the number of customers the same as a thousand and the number and the, sorry the value of each sale at a hundred, okay, so we've still got a thousand customers, hundred dollar sale on average, so a hundred thousand dollars but instead of buying once a year, each customer buys from us twice a year at that same value, We've increased our revenue to $200,000. That's double. That's double our revenue. And if our expenses stay the same, our profit is going to go up by the same amount. Or, well, yes, we might have a cost of delivering that, that product. We might have a cost of sales. Okay, But our profit is going to go up. So how can we do that? So a strategy, like I said, you can email your existing customers and ask them to come back to you. Tell them about new products. Tell them about seasonal sales. Tell them about supply. You might have got a new shipment of a new product. Let your customers know. Give them the opportunity to buy from you. Okay. It is easy to get customers to come back to you. Look, I was working with a company that installed cool rooms and refrigeration, commercial refrigeration. And they were very good at doing the installation work, which is a one-off transaction. Once off, yeah? generally people don't buy multiple cool rooms for their business in a year or, or in, in a number of years. It's a, a once-off transaction. What they also did was service and maintain that equipment. But they didn't promote that. They didn't let the people that they installed the product for know about their service or their maintenance and how preventative maintenance actually Uh, reduced the likelihood that machinery was going to break down, that their cool room was going to break down when they most needed it not to break down. So instead of having a customer they've transacted with once, maybe every five years, we're able to get them to contact each of those customers they've done installation work for and lock in service agreements. And that service agreement provided for once or twice a year that they would go and do preventative maintenance so we've got all this additional revenue from the same number of customers. We've just increased the frequency they buy. So let's say they bought from them once every five years. They're now buying from them once a year. Now that's a great way to grow revenue. Not increasing the number of customers, that's the same. But what we've done is we've increased the number of sales transactions. We've all, yes, and yes, you'll say we have reduced the value of each sale, but we have provided extra sales revenue. So there is a bit of give and take here. So sometimes when we increase one variable, one of those three drivers, the other one will come down. But it's about managing the end result by adjusting how we focus on those key drivers. So the value of each sale, look, the classic example of this is McDonald's. Everybody knows about it. When you go into McDonald's, instead of just buying the hamburger, they say, would you like fries with that? okay, they have increased the value of sales from, say, $5 to $7. Now, I'm a bit out of touch with how much a hamburger costs these days, but you get the picture. That $5 transaction has increased to $7, okay? Given that that the number of customers and the sales transactions are the same, if they've increased their their sale value from $5 to $7 each time, yeah. if you look at a 1,000 transactions, that's an extra $2,000 of revenue. If you look at, at a 100,000 transactions, that's an extra $200,000 of revenue. Simple, small steps, small increments in each of those drivers add together to create a much better result, a much bigger revenue. Okay, we had this example when I was presenting on this topic recently where price was not negotiable. You could not increase price because there was so much competition on price. Being undercut on price was just so common. So you could not raise the value of prices as a simple way of raising the value of sales. And this is where we need to get creative with our strategy. So, understanding what drives revenue, we can say, well, hang on, why, how else can I increase the value of each sale? So, let's go back to McDonald's. They didn't increase the price of the hamburger in this example. They've, they've sold something extra to you. They've added an extra item. So how do we add that extra item? So if you've gone online shopping, you will have seen that when you're looking at a particular product, you'll get suggestions of other customers that bought this product, also bought this. They'll be suggesting the complementary product. Okay? If you buy, say, a volleyball online, they'll suggest a net. They might suggest the protective clothing. Okay, If you're buying a fishing rod, they might suggest hooks. Okay, If you're buying a, uh, a new shirt, they might suggest ties that go with that shirt. All to try and get you to spend more in that one transaction. So thinking about it, how can you do that in your business? There are some very simple ways that you can do that. And this is where understanding what makes up our financial figures, what makes up our revenue. What makes up our customers? What's included in a sale helps us determine the strategy for growing our revenue. We can look at our revenue figures, you know, our numbers of customers, average sales, transaction, value and say, how can I increase that by a small amount? Let's not look too big, but look at the small things that we can control, that we can change and see what the impact of those are those small changes add up. When they're multiplied together, they make a big difference. Because you might look at your strategy and say, I need to grow my revenue by $100,000. But if we identify that each customer is worth $10,000, we need to grow our customer numbers by 10 new customers. 10 new customers in a year, that's less than one per month. So then we work out how do we attract one new customer of the type that we want? One new customer that's gonna buy $10,000 of product from us. How do we do that? What is our strategy? And this is where we then go and look at our marketing activities, our sales activities. Okay, for every 10 inquiries, we get one new customer. Or it might be for every 20 inquiries, we get one new customer. So how do we ensure that our marketing activities get us 20 new new inquiries each month so that we can convert one of those to a customer? If we're only getting 10, how can we increase the conversion? And that's where we look at our sales process. So understanding what drives revenue, what creates revenue, how that affects our financial figures, helps determine the strategies we're gonna put in place to grow our business. Now there is a little word of caution here, and this is the fourth thing we need to look at in terms of growing our profit, growing our business, growing our profit from growing our revenue. And it's making sure that we are efficient in our operations, that as our business grows and gets busier, as we get more activity, that we are efficient, we are not um, making mistakes, we're not wasting resources, we are not making errors. We're not buying too much product and and storing it and, 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 you know, using up cash. We're not having untrained people. We're not working longer hours than we should. So how do we get more efficient? And there's some very simple things that we need to take care of here. An example being, and again, an example from talking to people at this conference was somebody gave the example of they went to buy 250 business cards, but the supplier thought, oh, They're used to buying a thousand, so I will print a thousand for them without looking at and checking the order. So the supplier incurred the cost for a thousand units, a thousand business cards, but only sold, was only able to charge for 250. So their cost of supplying that 250 cards was a lot higher. They became inefficient. They wasted resources because they didn't take care in checking the, the quantities on the sales order. Mistakes come into play. It's it also, you know, when you oversupply, when you add too much value, more value than you actually agreed to. Let's say a report, you might've said, okay, I'm going to quote you, I'm going to charge you $3,000 and I reckon that's going to take me 10 hours of my time. But at the end of the day, when you've delivered the report, if you spent 25 hours when you should have only spent 10, you've wasted a lot of opportunity, you've wasted a lot of resources. Okay, so we need to be very careful about being efficient and not uh, you know, wasting our resources, not oversupplying, not making errors as we grow our business and we get busier, making sure that our processes are more efficient that we have control over the quality of what we do, the quality of the outcomes, and that comes from having good processes. And all of this has come back from a looking at our financial figures and saying, hey, this is the profit we've got. How do we increase that? What does our revenue look like? What makes up revenue? How do we, how do we improve revenue? How do we increase it? Okay, so... Understanding your financial figures is paramount. If you don't understand them, you need to have that conversation with your accountant. You need to have that conversation with your business advisor. If you're not confident that your figures are accurate, again, you need to have that conversation. How can I get my figures more accurate, more efficiently so that I can make good, meaningful decisions about my business? So understand what's going on in your business by looking at your financial figures. Make sure they're right. Make sure they're accurate. Use that information to understand how you can grow your business. How you can grow your... Once you understand that, make a strategy for growing your business. Now, if you need time and help in growing your business, this is where you have to have that conversation with your accountant and your business advisor. Okay? Because you, you know, you're the expert at doing your business. Okay, you are the expert. You might be a florist, you might be a, a designer, you might be uh, a health professional. You are really good at what you do, but you may not have those business skills, you may not be able to stand back objectively and look at your business and say, This is what needs to be done. Or have how could we try this? So have that conversation, get help, understand where your business is at, make the plan, and make it happen. So Wish you all the success in growing your business, grow your revenue, and have a successful year. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question you'd like our team of experts to answer? If you do, send your question to podcast at thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com. To hear more from The Business Behind Your Business, don't forget to subscribe using your favorite podcast player, or you can visit the businessbehindyourbusiness.com website.